This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Well, good morning, Breakfast at the Broker. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., we have actually a special series of guests. Not, not just one, but we got two for the price of one. So here we go. And now, by way of Boca Raton, Florida, she is the co-team leader of the Brown-Reedy team at REMAX Services. She's a former model. She loves the University of Miami so much, she married a former linebacker. She's a wife, a mother. And lover of all animals, she is Susan Brown. (laughs) And now, by way of Coral Springs, Florida, she is the co-team leader of the Brown Reedy uh, team at REMAX Services. She's a former owner agent at Alliance Talent Crew. She's been on the hit show, House Hunters. She's a wife, a mother, and also a lover of all animals. She is Danielle Reedy. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Nice intro. Hello, girls. Nice intro. Good morning, <laughs> Why, thank you. So, uh, real estate. Real estate's fun right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last two years has been really fun. It's been uh, you know, you know what's funny is, you know, so many consumers out there look at uh, real estate agents and they say, "Wow, you must have had two amazing years." And what they don't really understand is that the challenges that the last two years have really. Um, you know, with competition, with um, all different obstacles and things that, you know, uh, being a therapist and, you know, whatever it may be. Um, Tell us a little bit about the last two years of real estate and how we're going to prepare for 2023. Oh, boy, the last two years, it's uh, been ridiculous amounts of contracts and trying to figure out which one to guide your client to accept. And Mm -hmm. uh, on the buyer side, you never went and saw two or three or four properties on, a, <laughs> on an outing. You ran every time one came on the market. So that, and that stood was in line with 50 people on an open house. Yeah. Like, I mean, on average, you know, how many contracts did you write for a particular buyer? Uh, because people don't realize, like they say, oh, well, you know, you're getting this amount of commission, you're getting that amount of commission. And, you know, it's all rosy. I mean, everything looks like million dollar listing and, and house hunters and uh, all these beautiful uh, shows <laughs> and all these way. glitz. And we, we, we drive around in Lamborghinis and, you know, it's I just a beautiful Bongo. life. We have three nannies and w- what else do you need? <laughs> I don't have three minutes in the morning. Send them my way. I don't have three minutes. No, it was true. You wrote so many contracts and you went above and beyond like whatever you could do, like two day inspection, put your inspector on hold prior to even writing the offer. And, uh, and you still lost out. Yeah. It's, um, and, and, and it was really rough for buyers. Um, obviously, you know, sellers, uh, you know, made out and, you know, but it also made, you know, change sellers, right. Sellers became, um, the, you know, really the greediest of greedies, right. They basically dictated, they controlled the transaction and it's difficult when you don't control, you know, really your decisions, because essentially if you want to buy a place, you had to go, you know, 10%, you know, over list price, you had to multiple offers, uh, you know, to deal with the multiple offers. You had to give them a post-occupancy for 30 or mm-hmm. 60 days. You had to rearrange your entire world because once something yeah. came on the market, you had to run out there in eight seconds. Yeah. Um, and, 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 but, you know, the, the agents that really, and, and this is kind of the point I'll, I'll, we're getting to, but the agent that, um, that has those relationships with those realtors, really won out yeah. uh, because 
if a buyer's agent came in and you didn't know them, they could be the most professional, amazing realtor, but you know, you knew three other agents that you worked with and had a good experience with, what were you going to do? Who are you going to advise? Now we don't accept the offers. The seller ultimately does, but the seller does lean on our advice. Yes. And you guide them to that. I mean, I totally, and I, that's one thing I've always told Danielle, the relationships that you build, not just with your clients, but with, with the other agents and, and knowing that they, you're going to have 30 days of really good relationship with them. And it's going to be a lot easier than somebody who relies on you to do everything and may not keep up to the, you know, contract dates and things like that. It makes a big difference. It does. You know, um, you know, the old saying, right? You know, uh, buyers and sellers will come and go, realtors stay, right? Um, except for the next two years, <laughs> where, where we'll talk about LIFO, last in, first out. You know, typically it's going to be the last, you know, the agents that got in within the last three years, um, you know, are, are going to be the first to be out. And, you know, 98% of all realtors in the, in the country, nearly 1.6 million realtors, have has never seen a market where they had an average days on the market, 45 days or longer, and an over a 4.5% interest rate. Uh, they're in for a rude awakening. Yeah. I'm well, grateful. I think we're seeing a lot leave. I'm grateful I started when I did because at least I was trained and learned in a normal market before this insanity. Yep. But I was, you know, mm-hmm. experienced enough to amp it up, but I'm happy to go back to somewhat normal as Yeah, we're well. going to old school. We are. We you know, um, we, we have to... Uh, you know, perfect our listing presentations and perfect our, uh, you know, our, um, the way we treat our clients um, because clients are going to look for service right. and, and that's where the cream rises to the top. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your service. Why are we going to use the Brown Reedy team at Remax <laughs> Services? We Why water not? lawns. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, uh, you do clean outs. We do clean out. We get down and dirty. <laughs> it's the commitment to the customer, whether yeah. it's buyers or sellers. We really go above and beyond to satisfy their needs and make them a top priority and keep that relationship going long after the closing. We're not transaction girls. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're relationships and friend makers. and I always say, and I said this, you know, with our interview for the office, it is truly about integrity. It's about treating your client slash customer um, with respect and knowing that everybody has a different situation. Um, you, It's a balance of being a little bit of a psychologist. And I think today, I think all of us have to know that the sellers are kind of being educated that the market has changed. So it truly is almost a therapy session right now. It really is. And we're, we're very well trained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe we should get our therapy license. Yeah. I think <laughs> I have one. <laughs> we were Without grandfathered even in. Getting it, I feel like <laughs> um, it's true because, you know, the, it, and we could talk about how the pandemic changed everything, right? Uh, pandemic changed mindset. And, you know, people are dealing with a lot more emotion now. And the way that they're going through things, um, you know, and, and now, th- you know, actually access to therapy, you know, through virtual and, and all this, you know, I mean, I've been seeing a therapist and I haven't seen a therapist ever, <laughs> like, you know, virtually, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but it's... It, it, because you, everyone needs someone to talk to and understand and, and, and kind of, you know, see different perspectives, right? Yeah. I think we lost our way with society in the sense that we 
we're more, you know, we were more inclined to find or, or, or seek information that, you know, validates our point and, and makes, you know, you wrong and I'm right. Then, um, you know, look for different perspectives and understand the reason why you, you know, believe what you believe. And I, I think, uh, you know, going forward, we need to understand people. We need to be kinder. We mm-hmm. need to be more polite and, mm-hmm. you know, and somewhat find our manners somewhere back in the obedience school. And, um, you know, we really yeah. need to go forward um, being nice to people. How we, we were both raised exactly the same way. Um, my father always used to say everybody puts their pants on the same way. That's how we were raised. Nobody's different. You treat right. everybody the well, same way. Treated, yeah. Same. That's why we as a team are a good pair. It took me 21 years mm-hmm. to find somebody that had similar um, outlook on how to treat people with with life and everyday business. And it just, and it works because of that. And, and let's talk about that because you have an unusual team, right? Um, most teams are like, hey, I got the team leader, right? The rainmaker, you know, the, the, the person brings the money in and, um, and then they have everyone underneath them. Um, you two got together, you, you created a partnership um, most partnerships fail. Um, I think I told you that when we, uh, we met, yeah, um, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> you, <warned us. laughs> uh, you know, um, you know, how have you been so successful in doing it? And what was, for those that are listening, what was the, you know, maybe the qualities that you were looking for and why do you think that you guys, um, have been so successful? So we go back probably 30, 30 years. years. Um, Danielle represented me in my, I say I have this life and the previous life. So obviously you brought it up at the beginning. I used to model. Danielle was my commercial agent in Miami and she was probably my all time favorite because she respected if I didn't want to go somewhere and I had other commitments, she made me feel like a human being where in that business, you're never treated that way. So when the time came for her to get out of that, and I had already transitioned into this, um, we went out shopping for her house, and I looked at her, and I'm like, you should get in this business. We'd be a great team. We just respect each other. Mm-hmm. We, we come, again, we come from similar backgrounds. Um, there is no I'm better than you attitude. No. I know you warned us that friendship could end. But it just works. We we really it's who we are as people. I don't ever see us having an issue. We we talk if there is an we issue. Communicate openly. Yeah. <clears throat> it just works. And having her as my realtor, um, <laughs> I'll never forget. You know the story. Uh, I, ha- I had a buy sell the same day, and my bank held the wire on my per- my sale and wouldn't let me release it for my purchase. And this one comes from school pickup with her daughter in the back of her truck, blazing into the bank, about to go over the counter at the bank manager. And I was just, I had so much respect for her. I mean, I had known and loved her for years, but to see that type of commitment to me, not just a friend, but, you know, in the transaction. And, you know, I learned by her example and our personalities mesh. We have similar, you know, moral compass and it's just been a great experience to work together that story really makes it more tangible right Mm -hmm. um as you know because when i asked you you know why would you use the brown reedy team you know everyone says oh my commitment to the client but you know use that story because Mm -hmm. um people can understand and 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 kind of you know put themselves in their show you know shoes and and kind of understand that like hey you know we are different and what whatnot 
Um, you know, so you got, you guys got together, but you didn't get together initially. You know, when you see someone that you're thinking about partnering with, or maybe you're going to start a team, what's the first thing you need to do? What's the what's the twelve step program <laughs> to forming well, a partnership? Right well, mine was mine was giving up the control. Yeah. Like I always want to take care of my customers, mm-hmm. like by myself. I want to make sure it's done right. I just that's how I am. I go above and beyond. So I needed to. I think just see that I knew she was like that, but it was giving up. And I have to tell you the the conference last year in in Vegas mm-hmm. when we roomed together, <laughs> when it just pushed us to accelerate it that much more, it really did. You know, it's um it's interesting you say that because you know we always have a saying, and Dave Leninger has said this you know many many times. You know, if you want to play better golf, you got to play with better golfers. Absolutely. And so you know, people don't go to these conferences and whatnot, and they're really missing out because. Not not just you're learning and growing as individuals and, and picking up here you know things, but you're creating more relationships. And what you're doing is you're listening to people that are just better than you, mm-hmm. doing it better, doing it faster, doing it you know um, differently. You know, giving better service. You know, you, you know, finding a way to mm-hmm. you know delegate some of the uh, um, obligations that you haven't been. How did you get to the point though of giving up that control because it's, it's tough, especially with, you know, type A personalities that most of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had to realize, honestly, I mean, you know, now my daughter is in a, a very elite travel volleyball team. So I had to realize that when I traveled with her and of course that's, I only have her for four more years before she's off to college. I had to realize that at some point I wasn't going to be able to give my customers hundred percent if I was away for a weekend. Um, and I needed just to know that she is just as good, if not better than me. I mean, she's, I, I, she just told you she didn't go to sleep till two o'clock. Right. I went to bed at 10. So <laughs> she's definitely better at that than no, no. me. But that's for me, that's, it was just finding that match, finding that person that, you know, that would take care of your client slash customer the same way that you did. And she does. She's, That's and awesome. we have an amazing team. No, I agree. We have the you twins know, from, and we have Emma and it's, yeah. it just works. And uh, so t- tell me a little bit of your makeup of your team. All right. So Susan and I are the licensed realtors, obviously. And then we're working on Emma. <laughs> yeah. Emma, Emma if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> she's always listening. Um, she hears it regularly, but Emma helps us with, social media, which she's killing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, marketing is really, really good. She's really doing an amazing job. Um, and office responsibilities, administrative tasks, Carol and Diane, um, we've dubbed as the voice of the Brown Reedy team. They handle all things, customer service related and contacts. And they've been Boca Raton residents for over 40 years. I joke that they've swum, they've (laughs) swam, swam, swam. They, they've have swum. swam. (laughs) We're going to go with swimming. <laughs> They've been swimming for 40 years in every community pool in Boca Raton. So they, they have such a great understanding of the community, and they know so many people. They're charitable. So it's just... And they're great on the phone. Yeah, and we just mirror, like, we all have the same thread. I can't I can't describe it any how, other way. How do you find it? Awesome. How do you find no, it? No, yeah, person? how do you find it? Like You just know. You know, I mean, because... 
you do you guys do have an unusual team in the sense that everyone um cares about the team mm -hmm. everyone um is relatively the same kind of personality ish yeah. you know um and 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 has a lot of the same qualities that both of you have so how do you find that well she knew carol and diane from previous work mm -hmm. i just think it's it's Serendipitous. Yes. Yep. I'm using another word. So well, you, I sold Emma. What you her put house. out there, you attract. Yeah. Yep. And and I sold Emma her house. Worked mm -hmm. with her. She found me on uh, I don't we know Ask at, Boca or one of them. We were at R4, and she said we really need someone else. And she said I think I'm going to put it on the post for school. I don't want to put it out on all of Facebook. Right. And. Literally. She called me from England. It was like ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes after her post. And she she said she yeah. was looking for a job. Yeah. And yeah, we just, part -time. I met her and loved her instantly. And Carol and Diane, I had, my girlfriend said to me, I think you're at the point where you need an assistant. And I was like, oh gosh, where am I going to find an assistant? <laughs> who do I like? Who do I know? Who can do this? And literally the next day, Carol called and said, you look really busy. Yeah. Do you need help? So when you just need timing. something, it just kind of happens. That's awesome. Um, great. Let's talk about how we're going to prepare for 2023 and beyond. Um, because, uh, you know, if... Um, the real estate market itself, you know, it's not sustainable. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, we have a hedge in, in Boca a little bit, you know, Palm Beach County, South Florida-ish. Um, and, and maybe it doesn't go down as much um, as, you know, maybe other areas. However, I mean, we're 31% down on transaction sides. We're 70% up on days on market. We're, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. and, and all the stats, you know, we're... Uh, near 7% interest rates, you know, yeah, th there's mortgage companies getting creative and doing all these different things, but you know, how are we going to prepare as a real estate agent who wants to stay in this business going forward with more competition, less transaction sites, more days on the market, more inventory. What are we doing? Old school. Yeah. And honestly, I think right now it's just educating the seller right. mm -hmm. that their house is not worth what it was six months to a year ago. That's, that's how do you educate it? It's I think, what, what, like, what do you say to a seller that says, no, my la my neighbor yeah. in June or in March got, you know, 800,000. My house is nicer on a better lot. So I want 950. I think you just have to bring in the knowledge of showing them that they've been sitting on the market longer. I mean, honestly, you turn on the news every single day and it's in their face. And it comes down to what's their goal. You know, maybe yeah. they want to list at nine fifty and sit on the market for two to three months. If that works for them, great. But what focus? Are you going to take the listing? It depends who they are, but it, it's really—it's <laughs> what because eventually what they they're going to sell. What the customer needs and what their goal is. I think if you focus on that, you can get them to see the perspective of doing what's best for their desired outcome. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want to sit for a while, we'll try it your way and right. we'll reduce after two weeks. But. If their goal is really to sell for a reason and they've got an end result that they need to accomplish, then they virtually trust us and know that, you know, we're looking out for their best interest. We're going to do what we still do the old fashioned. Done. We're doing open houses, brokers opens, all of that. So it just depends. So what are we doing, though, is is it's I mean, I believe, you know, I'm a big Ricky Carruth fan and I say closings happen every day. So right. people have to move. Just be the person that the most people think of when they have to move, whether they're buying, selling, relocating. 
you know, so the relationships, again, come down to, I think, keeping us positioned to, regardless of market shifts, whether they're highs or lows, just being the thought of realtor yep. when people need you. No, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's it, you know, are you writing, you know, what's your system look like? Like, what does your system look like from a, you know, preparation? Do you start business planning? Is there, is there those kind of things that, you know, maybe agents can help? Well, I mean, I can speak for us starting separately, being new to the team. I have worked with you this past year to really get my business plan together. And I subscribe to the belief of Ninja Selling, which is really customer-centric based, suits my personality very well. It's I, I talk to my customers every day. My mm-hmm. friends are my customers. Right. So it's a natural occurrence for me to just stay in touch with people, past clients, future clients, old coworkers. I'm very social. So organically, I think my relationship skills set the tone and then helping get me organized and realize, all right, let's track what's working. Let's track what's happening. Where are my transactions coming from? What are we investing in? So we do a lot of mailers together. Um, We farm specific neighborhoods. We've got the girls that focus on different areas that we know we may have buyers looking for a property. So we pretty much do it all. We have not done a combined business plan yet for the team. And that's something as year end nears, we should really look at for 2023. Like tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it definitely helps. We usually like, we usually like start planning somewhere in September. (laughs) No, no. I mean, listen, you know, it's been a frenzy, right? Um, As you said, we got to do, we got to go back to old school, you know, and, and we have to prepare. And for those people that are going to wait, you know, you know, to react or, or whatnot, um, you know, they're going to get, uh, you know, run over yeah. essentially. A wake up call. It, yep. Absolutely. Oh. So I always end the, uh, broadcast or the breakfast with the broker podcast <laughs> slash Facebook live interview show, um, on two questions. Uh-oh. One is, what's your favorite all-time series, like streaming series or movie, and what are you currently watching? Well, it's sports season over my house, so you do the, what are you currently watching, and I'll try to think of what's my favorite. Well, (laughs) I binge college football every Saturday. (laughs) That's my thing. I know I'm not a normal girl, but I can sit from 12 o'clock till midnight watching But that's that's more of a drama. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very... Depressing drama depressing as you watch right Miami. Um, <laughs> I am currently watching, and I know it's been it was on five years ago, but I'm in the middle of Jane the Virgin. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I watched it. Very cute. What's your favorite? What's your favorite all time series? I know you've seen movies, and what you know, it doesn't have to be a Netflix or you know Hulu show or whatever. Um, but there's got to be a movie out there that you you just say, "Wow!" Every time it's on, I have to I I, I have to watch it. I don't know. I'm an Ozark. I was, Ozark? was going to say Ozark. Yep, Ozark. Ozark. That was probably yeah. What are you currently favorites. watching, Danielle? No, nothing. What do you mean nothing? <laughs> there's she just football. Works. <laughs> there's football. There's baseball. There's hockey right now. Right. I don't get TV time. All right. No. All right. <laughs> and she has six dogs to All take right. care of. Well, I'm currently watching. If you haven't seen it, it's a very interesting show. It's disturbing as all. Oh. Um, it's The Handsmaid's Tale, um, which is the I've second season. I've heard about season. that a number of times. The second season came out, and, and they're you know releasing episodes. And um, it makes you think about today's society. 
how vulnerable it actually may be. Um, I was, um, you know, and, and not to get deep, but we were about to um, real quick. <laughs> um, you know, when we talk about um, Kanye West and, and all his um, antics, antics and whatever you want to call it. Um, but it was interesting. Someone said uh, to me, or, or, or I think I, I actually watched it on TikTok. Someone said, um, you know, the interesting thing about the Holocaust was that the people that designed the way to do the Holocaust were went to the best colleges, were the elite of the elite, the most intelligent people in that area, and they came up with that. Hands Made Tale is very similar to that mm-hmm. in the sense that it's the elite of the elite mm-hmm. and, and, and taking over, you know, potentially the world. And we look at it, a vulnerable society today. And whereas, you know, anti-Semitism has continued to increase, um, you know, other minority groups, um, you know, you know, maybe there's, I don't know that there's less racism, but maybe there's more, to- you know, tolerance. I call it tolerance, right? Like, you know, people are, are more tolerant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think as we go through this, you know, we always say never again. Right. Um, but I'm not sure that we're on the brink of mm-hmm. like vulnerability big time. Like the I see society, the way they divide, the way they treat each other, you know, um, you know, we drive, you know, 15 minutes and we've gotten three arguments on the road. Right. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. just crazy. Kind of sad. Yeah. And, and, and I might've yelled at a couple of people this morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I probably need to work on that. Um, but yeah, like we need to do better. Like, I think we could all do better. Like yeah. we all need to respect each other's, each other's opinions and, and move Tolerance. forward and, and, and be more, significantly more patient kind. and tolerant and kind. Just be kind. Be happy. Yeah, be happy. Be happy. Yeah, yeah. be happy. Check, check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I to gotta tell you, um, it's always fun seeing you girls. And you too, David. Oh, uh, why? Thank you. What's that? <laughs> Even this early in the morning. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you. I, I got Susan Brown up, and I, um, oh, that up. was my goal for 2022. So <laughs> now I can check five. that right off. I'm, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> I meant out. <laughs> just kidding. Um, listen, the Brown Reedy uh, team is is doing great things, and, and look out for them. Um, and uh, maybe they'll have a podcast. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> because- so breakfast is the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We may actually be on location next week at Marketing Madness in Boca Ooh, with cool. Leslie Suarez. She doesn't know that yet, but she's doing Marketing Madness right now. And I'm she thinking that now. might be a good idea. So thank you so much. Breakfast is the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Have a great week.